Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, podcast, we're everywhere. So, guys, a um, lot of head coaches got uh, axed. We just dealt with Joe Judge because that's the most recent, right? But um, the Bears obviously got rid of Matt Nagy. I know, Jay, you were very sad about that. You were hoping that they would keep Nagy around after <laughs> – for his communication skills, especially, did you? Did you? It's Jay's fault. I'm gonna miss those post game pressers. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sure miss you those. will. So, meantime, I don't wish harm upon anybody, though. I just want to state that. It's no, just, of course, of course. The latest uh, on the Bears, they're interviewing, you know, for the coach and the GM. So, from Adam Schefter, guys, the Bears requested permission to interview both Bucks coordinators. So both of them, Smart. Byron Leftwich, the OC, and the DC, Todd Bowles. Those are very sought-after names. Legitimate candidates. Yep. Per league source. So um, they're also interested in both Bucks coordinators. Uh, I just said Bucks coordinators. Bills coordinators, sorry. Um, Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier. They requested permission, the Bears did, to interview Saints assistant GM Jeff Ireland for their GM job, obviously, per source. And they requested an interview with the Buffalo Bills assistant general manager, Joe Schoen. And I, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. So, Key, uh, out of everything I just said, what stands out to you? Probably Jeff Ireland. Why in the hell would you be interviewing Jeff Ireland? Like, he doesn't deserve another opportunity to become a general manager. That, see, this is what makes me disappointed in certain organizations. Like, you're interviewing this dude. This is the same dude that asked a player of the Dallas Cowboys, reportedly, if his mother was a prostitute during draft time. Like, why would you de- – he asked Des Bryant that. Right. I'm not, I don't want him in my building. We're trying to change the culture and the feeling. And I know he's in New Orleans and people, oh, Jeff Ireland. He's a progress stopper. There's other people Mm. that you can interview in this position. Now, look, an interview doesn't mean anything, right? They're going to interview a million different people. But you can't seriously be seriously considering Jeff Ireland as your general manager when there's guys like Reggie McKenzie that's sitting out there that did a hell of a job help building the Raiders when he was there with them. Then you got... Uh, you got uh, uh, Newsom in Baltimore, Ozzy's son. I mean, there's just so many different people. Lewis Riddick here with us. It's not the qualified guys. Now, Jeff Ireland, not, not only did he apologize for the, what he said to Dez during the draft, time, but let, just to contextualize, I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying he did the right thing. There was, There has been in the NFL 
and that's changing. But there has has been periods of there have been periods of time where key mm-hmm. the GMs explanation for something like that is well we need to know is this guy going to get rattled you know if you throw something out there that you know uh, seriously uh, I know it's all, ridiculous but they got seriously. all the tricks for you not but, rattled but more like personality traits that can factor in how you handle moments due to your upbringing but well the, here, not, here's what he said at the time let me I'm going to tell you what Jeff Ireland said at the time my job is to find out as much information as possible about a player that I'm considering drafting sometimes that leads to asking in-depth questions Having said that, I talked to Des Bryant. I told him I used poor judgment in one of the questions I asked him. I certainly meant no disrespect and apologized. Yeah, so. that's fine. The, the, the apology, you always apologize. What you going to say? Oh, I'm not apologizing. But no, the, the, regardless of the Des Bryant situation, in my opinion, he's not a good general manager. Right. Or just look at his That's just like record. a symptom of yeah. not being a yeah, good GM. Just, you know, he's, he's, he's with Sean Payton and, and Mickey Loomis down in New Orleans, and he's the assistant general manager. But they could, they could, the Chicago Bears could find a general manager that is way, way better than that. Like who? Here, I'll tell you right now. Here, let me. Like let you me like who the Giants the are talking about? Bring up the list, kid. I want to. I want to know what's on Buffalo the phone in the gym. list. You want to know what's on my phone in my list? Well, I don't want to know everything that's on your phone. No, I just want to know about the here, list. Here, let me, let me, <laughs> let me scroll down on my notes here, because I don't use a computer like Jay. See, the thing um, that Key does, and I like this, when you talk you? about, you, you try to isolate, okay, what, uh, Jay, I've noticed he does this when we're evaluating, you know, because from a distance you go, this guy was in this place, they had success, right? And Key will be like, these were this guy's coordinators. When they left, they had success. He did not have success mm-hmm. anymore, right? You try to isolate to find out what the value that that guy is actually bringing. So well, when you like he look did at yesterday that with Dabo Sweeney, right in same, Clemson, exactly same thing. Because I do the same, uh, and you're not always going to be right doing that, but you're correlating yeah. success to the presence of this guy in the absence of those guys, right? So when you look at that list, who do you see that fits the bill? Well, I, I don't know how to say his last name. What is it, Joe Schoen? Schoen, I think. Schoen, Joe yeah. Schoen, assistant general manager in Buffalo, great candidate. I mentioned Reggie McKenzie, who's a senior. Personnel executive down at the Miami Dolphins. Vincent Newsom, senior personnel executive with the Baltimore Ravens. You already know what that pedigree is. Uh, you talk about a guy who um, is an up-and-comer and Roman Pfeiffer, who's a, a executive at the Denver Broncos, former player in the National Football League, uh, longtime personnel guy in, in JoJo Wooten, who was once upon a time a hot candidate, who is a director of player personnel with the Chargers. Uh, I could go on and on and on about list. You talk about um, a guy, I, I think I mentioned Lewis Riddick, uh, assistant general manager and Ed Dobbs down at the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Why do you think that some guys get, are the retreads whose names come up even after disaster, strictly relationships with the bosses? Yeah, it's all about the relationships with different people. You know, somebody connected, give him an opportunity, plus – you got the league pushing certain guys and saying, oh, he, he, he gets another opportunity. You should give, really take a look at him, a strong look at him. That's, that's what Why? happened. Yeah, I was going to say, though, Max, you know, I, I know a lot of people are pulling for Jim Harborough. Uh, we had Kaplan on yesterday uh, from a partner in Chicago, and he kind of likes the idea, Jim. But, you know, when, when you were making mentions of Joe Schoen and then obviously a guy like Brian Dable, who's an OC over in Buffalo, like I, I started thinking about, okay, what did Dable do with Josh Allen? How he was able, from a developmental perspective, True. really help him blossom. 
And if I'm looking at another quarterback who has similarities as it relates to assets, right, how he can move outside the pocket with his feet, his arm, the talent, like that is Justin Fields. So I, I think those are similarities that you start seeing too, like with, okay, like what is that relationship and how can we translate that to our well, that's franchise? That's really interesting. So you got – so. Also bad weather town, yeah. What you what, So the way it works, and you know this, Jay, and you may know, Max, but in the league, there's different levels of the executives, right? There's the, the scouting director, the college scouting director, the pro personnel director, all of these different levels before you get to general manager. So a guy like Adrian Wilson, you know that name? Mm-hmm. Adrian mm-hmm. Wilson, the safety, yep. played in Arizona for the Cardinals a long time. He is the pro personnel director for the Cardinals. Okay. So essentially what his job is, is to look at all the players in professional sports, free agents, all that sort of stuff, who they need to sign, bring in, who should we trade for, all of that. He's a guy, if I'm Chicago, if I'm the New York Giants, I'm taking a look at Adrian Wilson because, one, he knows how to or do Or GM. Yeah, he knows how to do the job. Two, he's a former player. So his post on players, is he doesn't need to do the Jeff Ireland thing. Because he doesn't need to ask that question. You, you he, eliminate, a, you cut a little fat off your staff already, because the one dude already, has the eye. I yeah. already know what the situation is with that particular individual, whether he's black or he's white, believe it or not. I already know. When I walk in the room, I already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Will, he likes to do that. You know what else okay. is it? Because I got my ear to the ground. Would some you, of these other dudes don't have their ears to the ground. But do, but uh, someone like that, take, take Adrian Wilson, someone like that. Because I think of like Masai Ujiri in basketball, right? Yes. Not only because there are two things. There's, number, there's ear to the ground, I get it. But there's also, there's drafting. Yes. I put my eyeballs on this dude. Let me see what he can do. A guy like Bill Parcells takes one look at you. He understands what you can do, right? But then there's development. Drafting and development. And when I look at a guy like Masai Ujiri, he can spot the talent, and he will go down and help develop that guy if he has to, right? Yeah. So how important is that aspect of a, of a GM, uh, that component of a GM? And the general managers, okay, the, the, the general, most successful GMs that I've been around, they understand football. Mm-hmm. So they could also instruct or have a conversation with a coach and say, you know, we've been watching film, so-and-so needs to work on this. Because they're not – coaching the players. They're not messing with them. They, they don't even come but on the But they're coaching field. the coaches But they're coaching the coaches to coach the players in certain situations. A guy like Rich McKay, he knows football. Like, he really knows football. football. So he can sit there and go, okay, Dick Haley, Shaq Harris, the, the Shaq Harris, the ex-quarterback, you know, long-time black quarterback, Gramlin, the whole deal. He was my general manager, a personnel guy with the Jets. He can recognize certain things to get them to have me play better. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline. Did the NFL MVP have an impact on another team's decision with their head coach? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear hotline. <clears throat> We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776, the Dr. Pepper call-in line. How many teams will have a new starting quarterback in 2022? And who are they? Who are they going to be? Um, so the Giants moved on from Joe Judge yesterday. And... I don't think, like, let me try and connect some dots here. This came just hours after Aaron Rodgers said this on the Pat McAfee show. Nobody wants to be a part of, like, kneeling the out to take a tie. I would lose my mind. I, you know what would make me lose my mind almost as much as that? Third and nine on the minus five. Oh. Let's go in, in uh, goal line personnel and run a QB sneak. <laughs> yeah, you would, you, would, you would call time out there? We'd audible. Call, call that one in, Matt, and let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't flying. Oh, that would be awesome. Fourth that, quarter. Unbelievable. The breakdown that, uh, that Orlovsky had on that was pretty amazing. I mean, first of all, Orlovsky got the shout-out. Go, Dan. But listen. This is what I think did it, dude. Listen to the way they laughed at him. Do we have to laugh? <laughs> well, That's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and his friends laughing at what Joe Judge did. I think, guys, I know you can say what you want. Oh, you know, the Giants brass and everything. When it gets to the point when – the best quarterback in the world and his boys on the air are, are like not just like ha-ha, like having a belly laugh <laughs> over a decision your coach made. You have become a punchline. I don't think that was at Joe Judge. I think that was more when he said the line, call that in, Matt, and see what happens. No doubt, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a stupid thing to do in their opinion yes, that if someone yeah, tried to course. throw that by Aaron Rodgers, no, well, everybody knew it was stupid. What did I say? <laughs> I, I said originally, okay, I, which I agree with as far as he goes. I understand why you were doing it. You want to get some room. But if I'm on that team and you're doing that, you're not doing that. I'm with Aaron Rodgers. Joe Judge, what the hell are you doing? I might even call timeout and change to play my damn self. That's why I said. And we talked about doing? this yesterday. Who, who the hell is on that team that has the brass to stand up like, yo, no, we're not doing that. Like, who in the locker room is yeah, commanding you gotta that be type a, of respect? You, you have to be able to have a couple of those dudes that, wave coaches off like man no man get out of here don't what are you doing i mean if you're just surrender uh, anyone listening to me who thinks that's what we called anything's who listening to this who thinks like nah that's not just imagine put yourself in giants ownership position what should we do about the coach yeah he hasn't been very good what about that third and nine call and then you hear those dudes 
laughing at you. You are listen, but Matt, you're see, a laughing but, but stock. See, but see, Mac, Mac, Lord, Mac, have mercy, Mac Jones, Max. Mac Jones, Max Kellerman. Yes, um, Answer they yourself. are uh, the the owners already have made their mind up anyway. They, are you sure, a hundred percent. That didn't influence them. They uh, had already when they went into the meeting with Joe Judge, they had already made their mind up that he was going to be fired. They just wanted to do it a certain way. If they were on the fence, could that have pushed them over? Or just felt like he just cemented everything for them. He just clarified everything. I mean, from the Chicago game, you're coming off the Chicago Bears whooping your tail like that. Oof. The Chicago Bears whooping you like that. The Bears. And then you yeah, follow that up with that performance? If you were playing daily fantasy, oh my. take whatever team's defense and special teams is playing the Giants. They're going to put up the 20 points for you. Like, you know, that – so – by the way, Rodgers, this is why every week everyone waits for Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Listen to why he's been able to play, in his view, at such a high level late in his career. I think that if you still can play at a high level, it's way harder to hang him up, regardless of how your last game goes, win or lose. For my profession, this is – there's a finality to it. You know, I'm, I've been – really good at this sport for a long time but there's a there's a finality at some point you can't play till you're 70 you know I don't want to be uh oh this could be the my last year this could be my retirement I just I want to trust how it feels and and where I am mentally um this has been a really really fun year and he could continue to play he's got another four to five years left in him at a high level Whatever the high level is, he's not all of a sudden getting ready to be a 58% completion percentage guy, a, you know, 20 touchdown, a 20 interception guy. That's not where he's at. He's not – he's getting better, almost like Brady. He's getting better. I mean, we're showing the, the stats fell off a little from last year to this year, but relative to the rest of the league, he was the best last year and once again this year. You yeah, have to but, contextualize but you the say, stats. When you say statistics fell off, Okay, so he threw he he threw five. No, no, he, I'm not. I'm not making the point that he got any worse. I'm saying your stats are only relevant in terms of the context of the league you play in. So he was the best in the league last year. He's still the best in the league this year. The, yeah. I'm not worried about those stats. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. And statistics, and I and I said this yesterday with Jeff Saturday on on uh, first take. Is statistics doesn't mean anything because it's all about the game. If I'm up. And I'm winning by 16, 17, 18 points. I don't need to be throwing. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure how much longer he can play. It all depends upon that pinky toe. How that, how that pinky <laughs> oh, you mean the, the mean, <laughs> what was it, about eight weeks ago? Eight weeks ago, the pinky toe. It's, look, Peyton Manning hung, hung it up at 40, right? But you could tell he was depleted by injuries. He was always beat up. You don't see that with Aaron Rodgers. No, what else? You don't see that. He looks 1,000% healthy, and, and he's playing at a high level. Also, when you Peyton Manning – and you beat up, Aaron Rodgers can get away from people. Peyton Manning couldn't Could get know away. It, know he what was, else, guys? He had straight cement boots. The four-minute mile was never going to be broken. Then someone broke the four-minute mile, and then everyone broke the four-minute mile. Some of it is changing conditions, and the first person to do it shows now. Some of it's psychological. Oh, look, you, you can do this. Tom Brady playing at this age, at this level, I think, I think you will now see other players, not just anyone, but now – it's not like 40-41 is a psychological barrier, too, because it used to be, guy had a bad season at 40, guess I don't have it anymore. Team thought, guess he didn't, so that's it. 
But it turns out, no, maybe you just had a down season. Playing, playing, playing but, at 44 or playing at that level at 44. But they like weren't Tom letting Brady. you get to 44 right. anyway. Nobody's, they were not letting guys get to 44. When you turn 30-ish, that's when they start. They used to talk about, hey, you know, he's slipping a little bit. Even though a guy might be playing well, it was a number and an age in their mind that said, yeah, he's a little older. But why are we talking about the number 44 or 43 or 42 in generalities, right? Like, we're talking about Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. But it does seem that more. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, but where do we, what, what, what breath do we have Aaron Rodgers in? Like, when people talk about him, he has a chance to be in that category, right? To a degree. At his best? He has a lot to Rogers. catch up with on Tom Brady. Like, you're talking about two people. I'm saying the percentages of us talking about people playing up to that age are drastically low. Yeah, but, it's not but, something for everybody. But in a di- like, there are more players, it seems to me now, mm-hmm. uh, like playing at 37, 38, 39 at a high level than there were years ago. Seems to me. Well, uh, you, you, to a degree. Because they wouldn't let you Drew do Brees it. just but did it. Ben Roethlisberger. But they wouldn't let you do it at a high past. level. Ben's not playing at a high just, level. Oh, no, you I can say what playing. you want, but he went to the playoffs back to back. He's 38. I know what Max is saying. He's playing. He's still. playing, yes. And he's a starter. Yeah. And, and he's, he's in effective, the effective. And he's yeah. in the playoffs. In the past, yeah. they wouldn't let you. The moment right, the clock turned 30, they was looking for the next guy. And I'll bet you also the quarterback felt, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting worse. If he has an off year, he's like, I guess I am getting worse. Yeah, and guys got into yeah. 38 at the quarterback spot. That was considered really old. That was like, oh, he's getting old. We got to get young at this spot. Now they give you a couple years after that. How much... How much of it, I wonder, is the rules have changed to protect the quarterback so much? Like, basketball is a type of game you got to tear the uniform off, dudes. Why would they want to stop playing? Aaron Rodgers me- mentioned it. Like, there is a finite amount of time you can play. Like, you're not going to play at 70, right? So, that's <laughs> what, that's what, that's what Aaron Rodgers said. playing last year. That's what Aaron Rodgers said, right? So, but in the NFL, you talk to so many former players, man, I didn't want to run through that brick wall anymore. Like, you had enough, unlike the NBA, where it's like, man, I, this is Vince Carter. Let me yeah, keep doing come this. The bench it, it, it's, it's different. Like, if I played in the NBA, which I should have played, but anyway. Defender, uh, lockdown defender. Foul guy, got yes. five of them. <laughs> um, if I had been an NBA player, I could play, I could have played forever because right. it's different. I can play basketball and just go. Football, it's like I'm sitting there in the meeting rooms. They're talking to this young dude. I got to listen to it, but I'm only practicing. Then I got to get ready for the game. Practicing basketball is like a game. It's pickup. But I wonder how much now the quarterback position especially is more like basketball than it used to be. Mm. Because Aaron Rodgers sounds like, man, you're going to have to tear this uniform off me as long as I'm playing at a high level. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh Huge matchup in the NBA tonight between two of the Eastern Conference's best and a surprise MVP candidate. Huge game tonight for DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls hosting the Nets on ESPN at 9 p.m. Central. So, the Bull. I just love the Bulls. The mi- I, I, I don't know if your mic is on, Jay. I can't hear you. Hello? Hello? I don't think so. I don't think mine's on either. No, yours is on, Key. I can hear you. How anyway, about now? Now it's on. All right. There you go. Now, what were saying, you saying about the Lakers? I was saying that the, DeMar DeRozan actually wanted to be a part of the Lakers organization. No one asked you, though. Just, just didn't work out. No one asked you, home to LA, Jay. and he went to Chicago, <laughs> and the rest is history. Shit, by the way, I love the move Chicago made in the offseason. I thought they'd be really yes. good. They are the TV voice of the Chicago Bulls. Adam Amin is with us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Adam. What up, brother? 
Good. What's going on, boys? Good to talk to you. Likewise, you expect to see the Bulls. You knew they'd be better, but up at the top of the East right now. So a 31 win season last year and with a lineup and a roster that probably isn't remotely close to where it's at right now. And you thought with all the improvements, with the additions, guys that came in with a chip on their shoulder, you figured, okay, this should be a better team, right? Let's say the the season goes a full 82 last year. Maybe they went 35, 36 games. So let's operate under the assumption that that's where they're at a year ago. You, you figure, all right, they, they got to be five wins, maybe five to 10 wins better than what a 36 win team was a season ago. So you think, all right, at best, this should be a 44, 45 win team. And that is a very good jump. That is more than enough probably to make a playoff run. Maybe you're a, you know, the six or a seven seed. Maybe you get into the top five somehow. But I think the elevation of everyone's play, Alonzo Ball playing the way he has, and, and Alex Caruso when he's been healthy playing the way he has, and then the additions of DeRozan at an MVP level, Vucevic playing better more often than he plays poorly, playing very well in some of the games this year. And then to have Zach Levine stay at this level, I didn't think that they'd be a 50-pace win team, but here they are kind of sitting at that point right now. I thought 44 wins is more than enough. Now they're sitting at a a pace that that could lead to maybe a one or a two seat. Yo, Adam, how is it that DeMar DeRozan seems to get fit in, be playing at an MVP level with the Bulls, but – with Pop and the Spurs, it was basically nothing. I would say this, too. I, the role that he was asked to play with Popovich last season was a lot different than the role he's been asked to play this year in Chicago. Uh, last year, it was more of a, a three-guard lineup where he was essentially sliding to a four position. So, you know, guys like DeJounte Murray are getting time, and and they're really investing in, in a younger group. Keldon Johnson, those are guys that are getting a lot of opportunities. And DeMar, to his credit, adjusted his game. He averaged seven assists a game last year. That was a career high. So you figured, all right, he, he at least is adaptable, at the very least, being a veteran, being a guy who's been around for a while. His game is able to adapt. And I think to come back to Chicago or to come to Chicago and to go back and kind of revert to a role that he had played more in Toronto, where he's more of maybe a two or a three rather than playing what would be considered a power forward position in a smaller lineup. He can play at a more comfortable pace. I think that's something that, you know, Jay and obviously somebody that's, that's played the game and watched it. You understand that when guys can play at their own pace in this league Mm -hmm. and they feel comfortable at that, at that pace, that makes them very difficult to guard. And I think DeMar is playing at a level where the pacing of the offense, what he's asked to do, is really conducive and comfortable with the pace that he's been used to playing at. And obviously when you add what he's been able to do in a mid-range sense, in a, in a league that's been so three-point heavy and dunk heavy over the last several years, to take what the defense gives you and add this mid-range game, his mid-range game is right up there with the Kevin Durant's of, of the NBA this season. He and Durant have been two of the best mid-range players in the game. Guys like Brandon Ingram, obviously, from New Orleans, plays very well in that sense too. But these are two of the best mid-range players in the game. We're going to see him on the floor tonight. I think that's why DeMar has looked and played as comfortable as he has this season. Adam, tell me really quickly. Let's get juicy for a second. Where is DeMar DeRozan in your MVP voting right now? I'd probably put him at number four. Uh, You know, that's probably the biased Chicago guy in me who sees him every day and sees the impact that he makes not only on the floor with his scoring ability, but Look what! Look at the impact he's had on Zach Levine, the positive impact he's had. Io Dosumu is a rookie that wasn't on a lot of people's radars. He was a second-round pick that some people feel like, you know, this is a first-round talent that was drafted in the second round. 
and DeMar DeRozan's taken him kind of under his wing at times this year. He was there for his jersey retirement ceremony at Illinois last week, made the trip down there. So the positive impact he's had, not only as a scorer, but the way he's impacted younger players around him. I think those are the things that you see when you are in a local market that not everybody sees that convinces you that, you, you know, the guy that you're covering is clearly, you know, it should be in the candidacy and should be in the conversation a lot, a lot further. So wait, who, who are your first three then? I mean, you got Jokic, you got Giannis, you got KD, you got Steph. Who are your first three? I, I'm, I'm there with Steph right now and I'm there with Giannis and I'm there with KD. And I think Jokic is probably right there at four or five. The, those are the people that, that I think a lot of fans, a lot of other players are going to be looking at for the next several months. And I don't know if that group's going to change a whole lot because I think those five players, you, you know, maybe you throw in a sixth or a seventh, it's going to be a, a, a pretty significant and solid group for the next two, three months in this MVP conversation. I, I want to circle back to your um, – that you, you thought they were going to be like a 44-win team. I love this, the, the, the moves they made in the offseason. They reminded me so much of what the Suns did the previous year. Like, the pieces they added seemed to, ooh, that's going to fit really nicely, right? Oh, Lonzo Ball, that has a ripple effect on your team, and he can play – all that kind of stuff. And I figured – 50 wins, something like that. I'm surprised that you were at – maybe that's the smart guy thing. Well, a team improves 10 games. That's a lot. <laughs> but but, but did, was there some kind of sense to you that there was an upside here? The surprise to me is that Patrick Williams goes down and they're doing this. His development was going to be big, and they're doing it without him. Yeah, five games into the season, Patrick Williams in a second-year role who is probably going to have an assignment like a, like a Kevin Durant tonight. In games like tonight, when the Bulls and Nets play on ESPN, like you would think Patrick Williams is going to have that assignment. So I think that's the, the biggest surprise. It's not offensively. DeRo- I, I think I was, I was surprised that people didn't think the fit would be there offensively. I thought Levine being as good of a three-point shooter and a dunker and, and finisher at the rim as he was combined with DeMar's mid-range game, I thought that was a fairly good yes. fit. He has a great connection. I, he has a great connection with Vucevic going back to their USC days. That was going to be fine defensively is where I think this team has improved a lot more than, than maybe people would have given them credit for. I figured Lonzo was a good defender. He's been a, you know, a steal to a steal and a half guy for most of his career. You knew Caruso was an excellent role player on the defensive end. LeBron has praised the play of Alex Caruso for a long period of time. So you figured they'd be better defensively. They were a top 12 defense in terms of rating last season with a roster that's not nearly as athletic as the one that they have right now. So defensively to see everybody kind of buy in to what they've seen from when Caruso's healthy and from Lonzo Ball. I think I think you see little influences that those two have had on the defensive intensity. And obviously a coach like Billy Donovan, who's had a good defense just about every year he's been a head coach going back to Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that this is as good of a team defensively as it is. I'm surprised that all of them have elevated their game in, co- in concert together on the defensive end. Adam, we got breaking news out of Chicago this morning, and it's not the Chicago Bears, it's Chicago Cubs. John Lester is retiring after 16 long seasons of baseball. What does this mean to the Chicago Cubs fan base that he's now retiring? You know, there are guys that were part of that 2016 title run in this city that, you know, the the adage and the joke and the phrase is they'll never have to buy a drink in, in Chicago or buy dinner in Chicago again. John Lester is one of those people. Plus, when when he was finishing up the the 2020 season uh, right at the end of the year, when he was going into free agency, I think he spent $47,000 on bar bills around the city of Chicago, Mm -hmm. buying beer for fans around the city. So you earn a lot of goodwill when you do things like that (laughs) in cities that that you performed in. And and obviously he's got a lot of goodwill in this place, you know, despite going through some of the, the throwing issues over to first base, 
to come back, to battle what he's battled. You, Max, you talked about some of the personal struggles that he's had with his health and, and how he's battled that level of adversity. He, he's a fan favorite in that sense. And to be a part of a title team, break the 108-year drought, all of that, you know, guys like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, whatever happens to them in free agency, they're going to be looked at and revered in this city for a long, long time on the north side of the city. John Lester is going to be a part of that, too, because of what he was able to bring to Chicago, being part of that World Series title. And great season that year, NLCS MVP that year, big game pitcher. From, you know, when Theo took him. He knew what he had in Boston, took him right to Chicago. Yep. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. That's, Thanks, boys. Appreciate y'all. Right. Right, That's Bulls TV voice Adam Amin. He's going to enjoy the game tonight. Bulls Nets is the hot ticket in Chicago tonight. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you can earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Bulls Nets is on ESPN, 9 p.m. Eastern. He's the greatest of all time, yet he may be shut out in 2022. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Uh, yeah, play that beat, Yates. Huh? Oh, this right here? What? Shook Ones Part 2? What? This was right. To me, that's the greatest year in the hit, like year or two period in the history of hip-hop. My beat, man. Oh. Oh. Listen to the Man in the Arena podcast, 10-part series exploring how sports has an impact on our everyday lives through the lens of Tom Brady's career, available wherever you get your podcasts and brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. For a mortgage experience you can be a fan of, Rocket can. Yeah, we got you shook off the realness. Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax is my presented by and I got a li- Progressive Sorry. Insurance. Going to my little eight-mile thing. Never mind. Go ahead. Well, that's not eight mile. That's a different. I thing. know it's not. It's just all right. <laughs> Get these dudes, Yates. What? So, <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong. Joe Judge and Brian Flores are the latest from the Bill Belichick coaching tree to be Ouch. let go, and now there are zero, zero, none, Bill Belichick assistants as head coaches in the NFL. That tree does not bear fruit. 
This is the best coach in the history of the game, and none of his assistants are head coaches, Key. Why not? I don't know. Uh, Bill, so so if I'm on his staff, I'm on Bill's staff, one of the things that I would do to have some success is I wouldn't take an NFL job. I'd go to college mm-hmm. when I leave Bill. And then That's come back too. and then come back to the pros to have some success Why? like Bill O'Brien. Why? Nick Saban. You know, that because it just for whatever reason when they taking them from the New England Patriots to a pro team, they don't pan out. It just doesn't work. I don't know why. You know, Romeo Cornell, in my opinion, he stuck around too long as an assistant before he got his opportunity as a head coach. Mm -hmm. So he was a little bit older. Uh, You know, you think about Joe Judge, Eric Mangini, you know, Josh McDaniel, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, you know, uh, Jim Schwartz, Nick Saban. I mean, that's a long laundry list of assistant coaches in a tree that hasn't really bared any real fruit, so to speak. What, what, right? is it, what is it about the because greatest coaches think- of all time? It's like some of their trees are just covered in poison ivy. Like That's what it feels like. You're talking about that for Bill Belichick. And I'm, I may mention, Key always jokes around on text messages because sometimes I just had to sneak in my little basketball talk here and there. And I was like, it's the same way for Phil Jackson. Like one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game Coach here's Kobe. A theory. Coach, it's the same thing. Let me give you a theory. Yeah, let me give you a theory, right? What, Keith, what I said the key does, how you isolate, what do they do when this guy's gone, when they don't have this? Is it, one of the things that maybe makes them the greatest coach of all time is that independent of anybody else, they will succeed. And so what happens is the coaches who are around them are actually getting more credit than maybe they deserve, coordinators, and, and because they're actually shining off – off the light that that the coaches is well, know, it's, it's radiating. It, but it's a it's not just that though, Max. Romeo Cornell is a hell of a defensive coordinator, like legit. But guess what? You forgetting he ain't taking the personnel department that's in New England with him to Cleveland and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So back off. No, no, so, that makes sense. So you're people, not yeah. you're not taking those guys. You leaving them in New England. I'm now. That collective staff that I have, some of them are staying. Most of them are going to stay in New England. You may take one or two guys. But for the most part, they stand in New England or wherever they're at when they leave. So let me ask you this. Which head coach active in the NFL right now, it's still a head coach, has the best tree, has the best coaching tree? Active in the NFL with the best coaching coaching tree. What head coach has the best tree? Got to be some old guy, right? No, 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 no. If, if I'm correct in my mind, it's probably Sean McVay from the Rams. If, I th- if I'm correct. Sean McVay is 35 years old. You it, think he has it, the it, best tree? The, well, success-wise, right? I mean, right. a small sample size. Because if you think about it, Matt LaFleur coached with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Taylor coached with him, both in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yep. Joe Barry, defensive coordinator of Green Bay, coach with Sean. True. Brandon Staley, one year wonder. Still, they're on his staff. I know, I yep. get it. You got to give him the credit. Yep. Has to be, wait. He coached with him. Uh, who else was that? Who, who else would it be? Right. Could you imagine? I was going to say Andy Reid. Andy Reid doesn't have anybody, though. 
right now in well, the NFL right, right now. Right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying right, yeah, right where, now. Where, okay, let me be clear. I mean, a head coach right now who has coaches who are head coaches right now in the NFL. It would be Sean It'd be McVay. Sean McVay. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, because Pete Carroll's, all his guys got fired. Dan Quinn, Gus Bradley and them dudes, they all got fired. Uh, who else? Does McDermott or Cully or either one or both count for Andy Reid? Uh, I think you Sean yeah, McVay yeah, has yeah, the best do. coach. Yeah, they do. I, I, would, I would say they count for him. We got to get Coach on. We got to get Sean on the show. Just I, w- I would say they count for Andy Reid. It actually might be Andy Reid because he also has John Harbaugh. He's been That's in league right. so oh, yeah, so oh, it sorry, it's Andy, Andy Reid. Yeah, that makes sense. Me so quick, I was like, that makes sense. Didn't mean to poo poo. Will the Giants give big Ooh, bucks to Danny Dimes? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.